This, this is the Porpoise Pod. Porpoise Pod. It's a podcast with a purpose. All dolphins, all the time. Touchdown! Now, here's your host, Brendan Tobin and Alejandro Solana. Porpoise Pod. A 6-3 and three victory pod. We're sorry we took such a long break, everybody, but we're back after a Dolphins win in Chicago. Solana boots on the ground in the broadcast booth as the Dolphins win 35-32 over the Bears. And uh, ooh, it got dicey there, Solana, but look, held ooh. on to get one. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, sometimes you got to squeak them out, Tobin. You know? Oh, it, man. It, 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 they can't all be uh, easy like it was last week against Detroit. Sometimes you got to squeak them out. Was uh, like, do you guys have the window over there? Like, how furious was that crowd on the non-PI call? Yeah, they were very, very upset. Woo! And you know, maybe there's a little, a little grabbage right before the ball got there. Keon um, Crosser would never. <laughs> he would never. Yeah. Yeah. So what, what were the broadcasters saying? The TV broadcasters uh, Trent Green was like, oh, I can see that a mile away. Yeah, that <laughs> was clearly passing the fans. And mind you, this came after uh, a couple drives after the Dolphins seemed like they got a bit of a beneficial one because Jalen Waddle was uh, in the vicinity. Because yeah. it just like that is a thing now with the Dolphins with the pass interference. Like, you know, we saw this on the first touchdown drive. Like if the Dolphins, if you're near it and you could just chuck it up, you know, two is doing it and he's getting some yardage for it, but uh, not the same way for the Bears. So I could, uh, I could, I understand a lot of people in Chicago right now. My time went very, very pissed off. Yeah, they were, they were pissed, man. They were yelling uh, a lot of profanities at the officials. And, but this atmosphere is crazy. Like this, I know, I know uh, Chicago is trying to build a new stadium or whatever, but the atmosphere here was insane. And there was a bunch of Dolphins fans right up, right up, like in front of us. And they were getting the business after that. Just the business about the refs cheating. This is ridiculous. And let me tell you something, Tobin. This Justin Fields is going to haunt me for a couple days because, oh, my God, this guy just ran all over us. Ran all well, over us. Yeah. I mean, like, look, you can start seeing the signs of Justin Fields after that Thursday night football game. They've really uh, – they've cut him loose on the run game, and he is electric. I mean, he was something special to watch today out there. Um, broke the single season, uh, the single game record for rushing yards by a QB, 178 yards for Justin Fields today. He was absolutely dynamic on his feet. They just, and it felt like even on the ones that were close, like Bradley Chubb nearly got him for a huge sack. And he was like a ghost. He was out of there quick and gone. So yeah, he was a nightmare to deal with. I mean, thankfully the Dolphins offense was able to give them enough cushion early in this game. And, um, uh, you know, that remains, you know, that's, that still remains the thing that is just unbelievable for them is the chunk plays, the explosive plays, the wide receivers wide open. Um, it slowed down in the fourth quarter, but for the most part, that game, that offense just remained absolutely dynamic for Miami. It slowed down in the fourth quarter, but if Tua makes that one pass, I think it was Smythe that he underthrew. Yeah. This isn't even, this isn't even a conversation. So, you know, sometimes it's just that one play that you don't pick up. And then it can kind of flip the whole narrative of, of, you know, how the Dolphins offense looked here late in the game. But I will say they don't punt the ball the entire game, Tobin. Like the, the Dolphins don't punt the ball the entire game. And then when Chicago punts it back to you, you have a chance there with three minutes left to really, you know, chew out some clock, make Chicago use their timeouts. And, and McDaniel is, you know, Mr. Wheelbarrow, Mr. Cool, McCoachin. Always goes for it on fourth down. 
and and you run it up the middle two times. Like yep. I was really surprised by that, you know, because I, I'm kind of expecting him always to just come out and, and get it to your horses who are balling today again, Tyreek Waddle. And instead they choose to go to Mostert, who wasn't even the best back today. Welcome Jeff Wilson, our guy. He's uh, he runs tough. That's really, you know, I, I feel like w- watching Jeff Wilson run angry the way he does. That's definitely been an element that's been missing for the Dolphins. Uh, shout out to him getting his first touchdown today, too. I, I do think that here's the thing I think that's interesting with McDaniel. We're seeing this also at the end of uh, people are getting really pissed at him at the uh, at the end of has for his two minute drill because he takes a sweet ass time. Yeah. I just I feel like this coach has such faith in his quarterback and receivers because they're so accurate. Uh, I, I just feel like he feel, if they're open, then we're going to convert. And I, and I just feel like he he operates everything like that. So he does a couple of runs up the middle thinking, oh, they're fourth and eight. It's fourth and 11. it doesn't matter. We're going to I can get that whenever I want because I have the two most dynamic receivers in the league and a quarterback who over his last two games is throwing at a clip of 76% on completion. So I think that's why he operates that way. And yeah, you're right. Like this could have been a narrative flip game for Tua because he looked untouchable for the first three quarters of this game, but that throw to Durham Smythe and then even the throw to Jalen Waddell uh, were killers. And and like if he, it, it, you never see him miss on throws like that, it seems like. I know people would go with the whole underthrow thing, but like, that wasn't even like like he just put a little bit too much air under it, gave a little much too much time. Like it, it wasn't like this huge bomb down the field. He just missed. He just missed through it. So yeah, that could have definitely been a game where you're looking back at it, scratching your head, like man, Tua was so great up until that fourth quarter where you know the QBs, the elite QBs make their plays. But you know, thankfully uh, they gave themselves enough of a cushion early on. They definitely have lost complete faith in Justin uh, Jason Sanders, understandably. <laughs> And uh, you know they're just going for it on fourth down all the time now. Man, he's he's kind of turned into a, a bum, huh? Like he can't. What, what, what do you mean? Is a twenty-nine yarder right at the end of the half? Like you, yeah. you have a chance to go up. I think it was a touchdown there, and he, he misses it. And then you get the ball back, so you'd have had a chance to get two scores back to back and yep. really build yourself a cushion. But Tobin, like, when's the last time the Dolphins score thirty-five points in a game and we're sweating it out? Like that, it was crazy. It was crazy that the fact that we're able to put up that many points, but you're still sweating it out. I mean, man, I, I'm I'm just hoping for the day that we can get like both sides of the football playing at their best because it does seem sometimes the defense really pulls some uh, some of these games out for you, and the Dolphins struggle, the offense struggles, and then past couple of games it's really been the offense leading you, and the defense has struggled. So if this team can figure it out and get both sides of the ball to play at their best offensively, I think you're, you're almost there, right? Like you're scratching that surface. Um, If they can get both sides of the ball to play at their best, like they're, they're legit contenders in my opinion. It's just a frustrating thing with this defense because I I look around the field and I see a lot of good playmakers. I feel like I see a lot of guys who come up. I feel like I see, you know, Jalen Phillips pop off the screen. I feel like, Von Ginkle, Sealer, they're all over the place. I see Christian. It's just like they feel like they're just this close away to quarterbacks. You know, this is a quarterback in Justin Fields sacked more than anybody in the league. And it took how long before Melvin Ingram finally got to him by the end of the game for it to, uh, to, to then really get that pass rush. I think that's the thing that's frustrating about it. Yeah, it looks like Xavier Howard's maybe lost a beat this year. Looks a little bit slower. But Cater Kohu, I, I mean, I feel like he's making plays all over the field all the time. We know how good Javon Holland is. So, 
it's kind of crazy, Solana, to feel like they go to that side of the ball and you don't have trust in it. But I yeah. really like, it, you know, how many games can we go now with them getting torched for points, for yards, all this stuff, and really feel like this is a good defense, which doesn't really seem like it makes a lot se- a lot of sense because, man, I, I felt like this was going to be an elite defense coming into the year. Yeah, well, I mean, they were last year, and uh, and and so many of these guys came back, and then you go out and you add Bradley Chubb, and uh, he had a couple plays where it seemed like he was about to make a play, and then you know Fields would slip right under the sack later, uh, right before Melvin Ingram got his, uh, and and that has to feel good for Melvin Ingram, right? Because there were oh, a, lot yeah. of snaps, a lot of snaps he didn't play because Bradley Chubb and Jalen Phillips were playing on the edges, and then he comes in and finally gets to Justin Fields. But you mentioned Kohu. And that dude, in my opinion, was the player of the game defensively. Half He's this good, defense, dude. half this defense was missing tackles nonstop, especially on Justin Fields. And Kohu, every time a ball was thrown his way, whether it was Claypool, whether it was Darnell Mooney, he was able to come up with like the open field tackle. Um, he's 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 good. Like he's really good. Yeah, I can't believe they just found him undrafted out of nowhere. It's just it's such a crazy thing. Uh, we can't go this long into the podcast, though, Solano, without mentioning Tyreek Hill. This this season that Crazy. he's having is just unbelievable right now. Uh, he, he has right now 11, what was it, 1,104 receiving yards so far Crazy. this season. That's nuts. I mean, he had 143 yards again uh, today. He just seems to always just put up monster numbers. Finally got in the end zone today, and he did uh, – uh, was that a back handspring? What the hell? What the hell was that? A, a twist off? I don't know. A round off? I think it's a round off. I think that's my gymnastics. I think I got I, that term right. I, so, so I did gymnastics when I was younger. Excuse me. Not something I'm. Yeah, I, I was a gymnast when I was younger. I believe that was a round off back handspring. Wow. I, I believe. I believe that's what it was. Well, look, <laughs> he he hit his jersey number because that was a ten in my book. Oh, amazing. He was. Uh, uh, how open was he though? Like, were they not? Did they, did they just decide? Did the Bears decide we're not going to cover Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle on fourth downs or in the red zone? Because what? even in the first half, there was a play where on I think it was fourth down, maybe it was third down. Waddle catches a pass, and when I tell you he's so open, there's nobody within ten yards of him. And then in the red zone, Tyreek Hill in the end zone by himself. There's nobody within five yards of him. Well, this is why I think Mike McDaniel you know, goes about drives the way that he does. Like, yes, the run game is important to him, but he's not going to grind you the entire time, but he'll do any draw, any play on a drive that you want because he feels like, Oh, I could get eight yards whenever I want with Tyreek Hill. I mean, that's what we saw in the Durham Smythe play. The, the initial play was supposed to go to Tyreek Hill. He actually got covered. That was the shocking thing because they're trying to look at, he's like, Oh, they stopped him. Yeah, all right. So you roll out and you have Smythe, and I don't know what, what the hell happened with Smythe and Tua because, like, Smythe's, like, looking the other way. I don't know what the hell he's looking at. Maybe he thinks yeah. there was nobody near him. And, you know, and Tua botches that throw. But I think that's what goes down to why they go about the way they do. I just feel like all the time these guys can go and get 12, 15 yards whenever they want, and they do have one of the most accurate quarterbacks in the league, if not the most, and that's why that that's why the coach coaches the way that he does. It's incredible. Yeah, man. Um, I know we we discussed it the last time we talked after the Detroit win, but Tyree Kill is better than I could have ever expected. Like I knew how good he was coming in, right? It's no secret. The guy's a stud. But 
like it's almost every time we're watching him play, he's just better and better and better. I don't understand how he's always so open. He's he's right now leading the league in receptions, and I just don't understand it. And I, I what you're saying makes total sense. You know, Mike McDaniel is aware of that. He realizes just how good of of you know a situation they're in where they have these two guys on either side who just create so much havoc for the defense and and just like cause so much confusion. But it just doesn't make sense to me why they're always so open every single time. Um, and it's, just, it, it's like, it takes one move, dude. It's like one move and he just shakes them out of their shoes. Like it's, <laughs> I don't know if it's just the the kind of way he's built. He's built like this, I, like a joystick almost, you know, but like, like yeah. Dante Hall back in the day, like that's what he is, but like faster and just as a better receiver. Cause he just shakes receivers out of the shoe and phew, they got no shot. The DBs on yeah. him. It, it's yeah. crazy. And then Waddle's getting that way too. It's like, yeah. you know, he is, he's just getting so improved on his route running with everything that he's doing. Um, it, it really just feels like those two guys, the, uh, it's one of the most unstoppable things in the sport. Uh, Justin Fields was maybe the most unstoppable thing on the field today, but those guys have been doing it all season long. And, and Tyreek Hill is still on pace to, to break the NFL single season record. It's, uh, it, it's been an unbelievable, unbelievable acquisition by Miami. Yeah, and uh, and with some of the games that that the Dolphins had coming up here, um, like it should continue, right? Cleveland, Houston, he should continue to eat in those games and and give himself a really good shot with six games remaining to break the single season record. Um, this is super random, Tobin, but do you remember a throw to a hat? It was incomplete. Threw it to Waddle. Waddle was running like an out towards the Bears sideline, and he got it in between two defenders. I don't even know how Waddle got his hands on the ball. I don't know if you remember this pass, but it was one of the most impressive incompletions, which I know is the dumbest thing uh, to, to take note of, but one of the most impressive incompletions I've ever seen from a quarterback. He got it in between two Bears defenders and somehow into Waddle's hands, and then it just got stripped out right before he went down with it. But Tua's throwing darts around the field. Uh, like yeah. he, really, he really is. I, and I, I know I, like you mentioned, a lot of people are going to want to say that he underthrew Tyreek. Uh, he underthrew Waddle and then late in the game here, um, that he underthrew Waddle again, but I, I don't really care. Like it, he doesn't have the Josh Allen cannon. Fine. I don't care. Look what he's doing with what he's he, with his arm right now. Like he has Tyreek Hill leading the league in receptions, potentially breaking the receptions record. So I don't care if he doesn't have the cannon, like he's still making it happen with what he does have, which is just the most insane accuracy. And, and by the way, he's maturing as a quarterback, like he's going through his progressions. If it's not there over the top, he's checking down to Jeff Wilson or Raheem Moster. Like he's shown so much maturity this year. The Dolphins passing game is elite. And if anybody doesn't want to hear that, it's the truth. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm not I'm not denying that yes, Tua could have made this a lot easier at the end. He missed the the throw to Smythe and he missed the throw to Jalen Waddle. You know, that honestly that Smythe it was probably karma coming back at them because they probably shouldn't have been down there in the first place on that pass interference. But yeah, he definitely could have had Jalen Waddle there. It could have been made easier. Okay, but like let's go come on, guys. It's a it's a complete game. 21 of 30 for 302 yards, three touchdowns. What Dolphins quarterback over the last 20 years? Has, has been doing that, and we're going to sit here complaining after them putting up, uh, you know, I guess the offense technically put up 28 points with that. Uh, we haven't given out a shout-out to Jalen Phillips and Von Ginks for the old uh, yeah. block, block punt touchdown, popping some bottle noses for them. But, did, anybody no, touch, did, did anybody touch Jalen Phillips there? No. 
I don't think so. What the hell is going on? I don't know. I don't know what went there, but that was a great play by them. Uh, no, dude, there's nothing. We're, we're you're nitpicking if we're going to start talking about two throws that the guy didn't have. It's yeah. They, I, I'm with you. Maybe this is one they get away with. It's the NFL, dude. You get away with stuff all the time. You get out on the road and you've gotten back-to-back road wins. Um, they're five and one, I think, in one-score games this year. It's uh, that's that's an absolute one you take all the time, and uh, you know it's it's uh, it looks great, especially going in next week with uh, getting back home to host Cleveland. Yeah, at two more notes. One, I know we were all super hyped about Bradley Chubb. Look, one game sample size is not enough to judge a guy. Obviously, we're all super excited for him, but Jeff Wilson's that dude. Like I, he's that dude. He could be, you know, the guy that we've been missing here because Mostert's been good. He's been improving, but. He uh he really is that dude, and um I miss Thomas Morstead. You know I know really? I don't want to see I don't want to see Thomas Morstead, but he's so good, Tobin. I missed him a little bit today. Uh, also, we should point out divisionally the Jets yeah. they beat the Bills, so uh, the Jets remain. They are six and three. The Bills dropped to six. It must have been really hot in New Jersey today. It must <laughs> have just been. It must have been sweltering. Obviously. And it's not fair to the Bills, okay? Don't have games where the uh, the temperature gets over 55 degrees. They can't handle yeah. it. It's too much. Yeah. Uh, the Patriots, uh, they improved to 5-4 and four at uh, a 26-3 win over the Colts. So this division's good, man. I mean, there's really not a big margin for error for the Miami Dolphins. So an important win. They came away with one. Justin Fields just had a, a, a game for the ages that, that kept the, his team close. Um you know, but the, the, you know, oh, well, in a loss. Yeah, well, enjoy that big fat of fatter than your stupid fat deep dish pizza they're serving out here. So enjoy Chicago. All right, man. Safe travels back home. Don't miss that bus. And uh, we'll talk yeah. to you guys. We will we'll give more episodes this week. We had a very busy, chaotic week, everybody. We promised <laughs> more content this week. And, uh, and that'll be uh, that, that 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 we can promise you guys as we lead into the Cleveland game. Uh, Until then, next Porpoise Pod, Uh, everybody enjoy this win. Kick rock, Chicago.